Hey Val. Hello Heather, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. We're here again. Um, I'm excited um, to talk to you today because I think we've got a lot of good things to cover. Um, but first of all, uh, tell me something good Val. My something good is my son Liam tried out for this basketball team and he made it, which was super exciting. He tried out for this team last year and the coach said, hey, you need to go and practice. You need to get some teamwork and all that stuff and come back again and let's see how you do. And he made it over some some kids that we just thought were shoe-ins for the team. So it just shows that, you know, hard work and perseverance really does pay off. So like really praised him for his efforts and hard work with that. Oh, I love that. That actually reminds me of, I remember you talking about you trying out for the drill team in high school multiple oh, times. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I remember being so impressed by that story that you did not give up. I mean, you tried out two or three times, I three, think. Three times. Three times. Yes. yes. So he has a great example to follow for sure. Well, good for him. That's exciting. That was exciting. So I want to hear about you. What's your something good? You know, I was thinking about the, this this morning, and honestly, my something good is fall. <laughs> I love fall, and there's this one tree on my street that I think brings in the season, and it just turns really like bright orange, and my kids always roll their eyes because I point at it and squeal every time we drive by, <laughs> and I went to TJ Maxx last night and bought a whole bunch of fall candles, and you know, even in the California in the San Francisco Bay area, we get pretty good seasons here. It doesn't get snowy like in Utah, but it gets kind of cold and sweater season and cozy. And so, um, yeah, my something good is fall. I love fall. It's my favorite season. And, oh, so. I love it too. With the leaves changing, just all the fun things. So fun. And so that actually got me thinking about our topic today as the weather's turning colder and we're getting into the holidays. And when this comes out, it'll probably be, you know, Thanksgiving, you know, getting into Christmas, but, you know, we're getting into Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas and people are taking vacations and navigating events. And um, that is so much fun, but also can create a little anxiety. Um, and I have been navigating some of th this anxiety with my own clients. And I've had to navigate this myself through my life as I've wanted to, um, you know, stay focused on my goals, but also be able to make um, my goals uh, sustainable and be able to live my life and be able to socialize and go to events and have weekends and all of those things. So how do you navigate life while staying aligned with your goals? And that is the topic of the podcast today. Um, so I thought it was a pretty good time as we, uh, as a society, are trying to do that. Holiday season is, is upon us. That's for sure. It's coming so soon. Yeah. And, you know, with the change of season, that can alter, you know, our movement patterns. You know, sometimes colder. it gets colder. Maybe you're not getting out to walk as much. And then maybe more events can start to alter our eating habits. Um, I sometimes feel like winter becomes hibernation season and people start uh, moving less and eating more. And we put on our little fluffy winter coat. <laughs> and <laughs> that can... Um, 
sometimes be a little discouraging and it doesn't have to happen that way. Um, I think that we can approach this season with intention or any season, really vacations, you know, during the summer, anytime. And, and we can still be able to um, stay focused on our goals, but do it in a healthy and mindful way so that we, um, you know, are continuing to move forward. Yes. And so when when doing that, sometimes we will be in fat loss or perhaps we might be in maintenance and we still can navigate these type of situations no matter what type of phase of, you know, with, with our physical fitness goals we're in as well. Right. I, I think the first thing we need to think about when we are, you know, deciding how to approach situations is what are our goals. And our overarching goal, I think, always needs to be trying to honor our health, right? Yes. We're always going to be wanting to think about how we can best honor our health. But then underneath that umbrella, we may have more specific goals. We probably do. You know, we typically, you know, usually should be maintaining our physique, but sometimes we, like you said, we may be in fat loss, we may be building. Um, and so identifying what, what are my specific goals right now? And given my specific goals, how can I best approach this situation with, um, with an alignment of those goals? Yeah, I, I completely agree. And what we were talking about a little bit before we got started too, was having a plan. If we have a plan, mm -hmm then we can approach certain situations in a good and healthy way. Again, that's ultimately, like you said, honoring our bodies, but keeping ourselves aligned with our goals. And so we're not just flippantly coming into a situation that could derail us from whatever it is we're trying to do or make us, you know, like oftentimes especially around the holidays, there's just a lot of food events, events involving right. lots and lots of food. And so if you can have a plan of how you're going to approach those, those situations, maybe there's a, you, and allow for a little flexibility, you don't have to be so rigid. But if you have a plan in the way that you're going to approach that, then you'll have a lot more success, you'll feel good, it will create more of these sustainable habits that you can use all the time, whether it's holiday season or, you know, a last minute birthday that comes up during the summertime or things like that. Right, exactly. Um, I think sometimes there's this, I think it runs along a, along a spectrum and people tend to go from one end to the next. And there tends to be sometimes with events or weekends or a lunch out, people will say, oh, well, this is a special event. And so they go full YOLO, yes. right? <laughs> you know, you only live once. And, and so they just kind of throw all caution to the wind and they just eat whatever, especially on vacations. I think we tend to do that. Um, we just kind of just let it all go. Like, oh, I'm going to turn my health switch off. In fact, I often talk to my clients a lot about health as an on off switch. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, and, and it was actually Karen Jackson from midlife revelations that said, yes, health should be more of a dimmer switch, right? You know, like we're always mindful of it. We're never turning it off, but depending on our goals, we're either, you know, making that light a little brighter, or maybe it's a little bit dimmer, um, but we're always got the light on. And so I liked that. Um, but sometimes people tend to go full YOLO and like on vacation or in the holidays and, how often when we do that, when you go YOLO, 
how do, how good does that actually feel? Right? Right? Yes. Like, how do you feel after you do something where you're like, I'm going to have three, you know, I'm going to re- like Thanksgiving, I'm going to return right. to the, to the food place, the kitchen. <laughs> I call it the food place. <laughs> the, kitchen. the kitchen, you guys. I, I, sometimes people call it the food place. I don't really know. <laughs> but, you know, for seconds or thirds and just like eat yourself silly. That doesn't have to be the case. That really is that YOLO or all or nothing mindset. It's like find find that good balance. Um, and then Heather, you talked about this phrase and which we often hear and, you know, trying to people like to use this phrase, what you, you have to tell everybody what it is. Oh yeah. I actually, I said, I really don't like the phrase memories over macros. Um, and I, I kind of hate it actually, (laughs) because you can, you can have really wonderful memories, um, without it being attached to, uh, to food. I mean, I do, well, some people might argue that, and I do have really wonderful memories attached to food. I love food. I, I, you know, my mom always made cinnamon rolls and bread, and I have really warm, comforting feelings around food, but I don't think it was the food. I think it was the people I was enjoying it with. And so you can still have wonderful memories. You can even still enjoy the food that that your loved ones are serving, but you can do it in a way that, you know, you can eat till you're full and stop there, you know, and not over consume, or you can choose maybe not to eat that thing if it doesn't align with your specific goal. And you can still show love to the people that are around you and still enjoy time with them. And so I think sometimes that phrase gets thrown around. And the reason I don't like it as sort of an excuse to YOLO. Yeah, (laughs) Like I understand the sentiment behind it. And we can talk about the other extreme of this because there's YOLO and then there's just high anxiety and 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 lots of restriction. Um, so I think that that phrase was born from the high anxiety and over restriction. But I think people use it to uh, justify YOLO. Yes, I agree. Because it's often with people, it's like, like you said, it's like a YOLO moment or it's like, I, I can't, it's all this, you know, like, I can't do this. I'm on a diet that's not allowed. And so there's no in between, there's no healthy balance of still honoring your health, honoring your goals, but finding a place of sustainability where you can enjoy some food to the level that makes sense for you and still make memories with your loved ones. And so, and that just comes, it it comes with practice as with anything, all of this, it takes practice and planning. That's going to be a really big thing. Mm -hmm. I'll keep saying it over the, over the next few minutes, plan, plan and think ahead. If you're prepared, it will really help. It will help you. Right. And it can be simple as one of the phrases I really like is setting your intention. What's my intention for this day? You know, given my goals and circumstances, like I mentioned before, how do I honor my health? And so maybe going into Thanksgiving, my intention is going to be a little bit different. I might say, you know what? I love Thanksgiving and I love all the food there. And I don't want to restrict myself from the food that is there. But how can I approach that day 
um, and do it in a way that I can still feel good and healthy, you know? So maybe I, that day for me and, and looking ahead, maybe the intention I would set that day would be, you know, I'm going to get up and work out like I normally do. I'm going to get a walk in or wherever it is, you know, maybe I'm visiting family. All I can do is get in a walk, but I want to move my body today. And then as I go into that Thanksgiving meal, you know what, I'm going to, um, get the foods that I want to eat that I love and enjoy, but I'm just going to stop eating when I'm full. And that's okay. I think sometimes we get anxious, like we're never going to see a meal again, but we live in a world of abundance, yes. <laughs> right? Which is a blessing and a curse. And there's going to be more. There's going to be other Thanksgivings. There's going to be other desserts, you know, just relax, calm down, eat the food that you enjoy, stop when you're full and see how much better you feel that day when you get in movement, you know, you you eat an appropriate amount of food and then just be present with your family and enjoy that time because those are the memories. You can enjoy the macros, you can enjoy the memories, but you can do it in moderation. And I think we really struggle as people to not either go full throttle or slam on the brakes, that on off switch. It's just finding that nice medium ground. Um, and, and I think that's where actually the peace and happiness comes, you know, that we can find in our health is when we find that, that middle place that we can maintain. That's how I'm approaching Thanksgiving this year. Yes, me too. <laughs> and how and how you know I've approached it in years past as well. Just I go, I eat the foods that I want to eat. I don't. Sometimes there's foods as a with any meal where I'm like I don't really want to eat that. So it's just eating the things you like and having a a good portion that makes me feel good and stopping when I am satisfied. And and right. it's, it takes practice for people who don't have that experience. It does take practice and that's okay. That's okay. You just practice, you be mindful and setting that plan is going to help you because nobody ever really made sustainable, happy progress and felt good about things just by going by the seat of their pants. Like winging it is never like a good strategy. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Right. Um, I would love to touch on the other end of that. We have a lot of a lot of people will go into events or lunches or weekends with a lot of anxiety. And they're really holding very, very tight to their goals. And it's great to be focused on your goals. And it's great to um, want to meet those goals. But how... Um, how can we approach that when you have maybe like if you have a client Val that's really anxious about events? Yeah. How do you how do you advise them? Peer pressure is a real thing. Even when it comes to events and nutrition and if you're trying to adhere to a certain, you know, short-term goal such as fat loss or just working on some new and better habits with nutrition and if you're friends or colleagues see you doing something you haven't done in the past with food. I don't, I'm not sure what it is with food though, but there's definitely a peer pressure of like, Oh, come on, eat this. And they like want you to do that. But, and I've, I've had this conversation multiple times with clients over the years of like, well, what do I do? Cause I don't want to offend or, you know, they're asking me why I'm not eating. Like, how do I explain myself? And you, you simply say, Hey, like, I'm just not, you know, I'm just not interested in eating this right now. I ate before I came or I've got this food that I brought with me or just like you, you can 
share a little bit with them, but you don't have to justify everything that you're doing because there's, you know, you don't have to answer to them, but you go in with your plan and you give it a shot. And if somebody gives you a hard time, that's okay. They're not you. They don't have to live with the consequences of whatever actions might be. If you, um, you know, end up drinking a bunch at a party and then you have the hangover the next day or whatever it might be. So that's something, you know, you have to deal with. And so that, that peer pressure, um, it, it can really have an effect and I've seen it firsthand with clients, but just having that confidence in yourself and a plan and being prepared is going to be the best way to navigate that. And you will encounter those situations. It's just inevitable. It will happen and you get better at it, you know, time and time again. And people really do watch, you know, they watch what you're doing and they will start to commend you for seeing these positive changes in the way that you approach, approach things. Like maybe it is again, going back to the alcohol, maybe it's less drinking, or maybe you decide that you're not going to have alcohol or just like one glass a night or whatever it might be, those type of things. And, you know, you'll feel better for it (laughs) the next day for sure. I think so. I I love that. Um, Yeah, I think peer pressure still happens as adults. Um, I think oftentimes people will look to others to seek validation or I think sometimes people will guilt you like, why are you, you know, just eat it, whatever, to help them feel better about their choices. And one of the phrases that I has helped me really align with myself and not rely on other people's validation is what is my task and what is their task? And I always think about what am I in charge of? What can I personally control? What are my goals? Um, their task is to deal with themselves. You know, maybe they might have complicated feelings about my choices, but I, that's not my job to deal with that. I don't have to explain myself to people. I already know what my task is and I have already committed to myself that I'm going to do this certain thing, whatever your goal is. And that's my job to deal with it. And so that might mean we might have to tolerate some invalidation from other people. You know, as much as it would be nice to have everybody commend us all the time on our wonderful goals and habits, it's not going to happen. And we can't rely on that to help us to help motivate ourselves. We have to rely on our own self-validation and our own self-acceptance and let them deal with the stuff that they're dealing with. And for some reason at holiday events or lunches or whatever it is that we're going to, there is a lot of anxiety around food a lot of anxiety. It brings up a lot of feelings for people. And you just have to stay solid within yourself and think, what is my goal? Do I feel good about it? How can I approach this with peace and integrity and let them deal with their own feelings? And you're right. You don't have to explain yourself. You can just say, oh, this is my choice. Thank you for asking. (laughs) Move on, you know. And that's it. That's all. What is my task? Oh. I really like that. You have the best phrases, by the way, Heather. <laughs> that like if, if that's such a good thing for for all of our listeners to really think about. What is my task and what matters most? Right. Right. And I mean th- when it comes down to it, you know, speaking of what is my task, in any given circumstance, with whatever goals that we have, we have to just decide what is it that I'm in control of? What can I do today to honor my health? And so generally speaking, when you're on vacation or whatever, you can still control 
your movement. It may not look exactly the way it always does, right? You may have to say, okay, like I'm on a family trip on an island somewhere, Val. (laughs) (laughs) And I just have bands and a dinosaur mask. (laughs) Dinosaur mask just happened to be there. I don't know why. Yeah. So what do I do given this circumstance to help, you know, move forward with my specific goals, you know, and in your case, you went on a trip to Hawaii and you were just doing your beach band workouts, right? I just went to Costa Rica and I was going to bring my bands and I decided I don't want to bring my bands. I'm just going to walk a lot and I'm going to um, watch my portion sizes and that that's how I decided to honor my health on that trip. And we had two different goals and we approached them in two different ways and we both honored our health. There's not a right or a wrong way because we're individuals. What's Val's task? What's Heather's task? And we chose, you know, we can also think about like, what can, um, can I, you know, still get good sleep? Can I uh, try to like maintain my sleep habits while I'm on a vacation and get the rest I need? Um, you can approach your nutrition in lots of different ways. You can get movements, like I said, you could walk, you can bring bands, you can, you know, just there's lots of different ways to honor your health given a given a circumstance. Um, and I think the biggest one is honestly, and I was thinking about this this morning, I think the biggest obstacle in any circumstance is people's mindset around it, yes. right? I think that we we get in our way more than anybody else, more than a vacation, more than naysayer relatives or friends, you know, I think it's us. And so we can control our mindset around it. And um, I think that's probably the biggest, the biggest gift we can give ourselves to continue to pursue good health, no matter the circumstance. Mindset is huge. Oh, well said, Heather. Great. Really, really, (laughs) really great um, tips and strategies for how people can approach it. And I think the biggest like over overarching thing that we can kind of tie everything up in is just, there's a lot of different ways that you can approach it. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. There's no bad. There's no good way. There's your way. And as long as you are again, mindful about honoring your health and thinking big picture, there's lots of different approaches when it comes to holidays, vacations, And that's what we do with our clients is we advise them in the best way for them and help and give them the courage to, because oftentimes I feel like people are a little bit nervous. They don't trust themselves, but the more often you Mm -hmm. do it, the more you'll learn to trust yourself. So the big takeaway is given the circumstances, given your goals, how can you best honor your health today? I think if you make that your mantra, you can go into this holiday season feeling really good and really happy and enjoying the memories and some of those macros. That's too. right. <laughs> That's all for this episode of Training Age. If you'd like to learn more about me and Heather and the services that we offer, you can head to our website, trainingage.com. You can check out our Instagram, Training Age and find our services there as well. (laughs) Thanks, Val. Thanks for listening, everybody, and happy holidays. Yes.